0: On today's show, Liz's curiosity gets the best of him, and he finds himself mixed up in the great jewel robbery. Stay tuned. It's
1: time for Kids Corner. Hi, Liz.
2: It's a busy day for Lucille. She's at the newspaper office just finishing a story about a very special event coming up in the town of Tureen, the 50th anniversary of the Tureen Town Square.
1: Um, 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 There, finished what's up? Well, I'm bored. That's what's up. Let's go do something. I am doing something. I'm writing about the celebration at the town square tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I heard something about it. Well, I should think so. The city council has been publicizing it for the past month. We're expecting people from all over the county for the celebration. They're opening the time capsule that was planted in the square 50 years ago. I'm covering it for the paper. Okay. But all that's happening tomorrow, Lucille. I want to go do something now. I can. I have to finish my research. I want to bone up on everything that happened with the square 50 years ago. I guess that explains all these old newspapers. Yep. One of the best sources of information in the world, the local newspaper. Where'd you hear that? My editor, Mr. Hyde. Oh, that figures. Did you say all of these papers are from 50 years ago? Uh-huh. Well, then you're missing another 50th anniversary for the town. Uh-huh. What anniversary? Well, the anniversary of its biggest jewel robbery. Look. Jewelry robbery stumps police. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, wow. Did you know the robbery was never solved? Really? Now that would be a great way to celebrate a 50th anniversary. Solve the town's biggest unsolved crime. Who? You? Well, sure, why not? Liz. The police tried to solve it years ago and failed. What makes you think you could do what the police couldn't? Because the police didn't have the magnificent brain of Sherlock Liz back then? No, brother. I don't think your brain is with us right now. I'm going to ignore that. It says here that the store was the Tureen Jewelers, owned by the Tureen family. Makes sense. The town was named after them, and they own practically everything in it. Oh, wow. The police did have a suspected thief, a disgruntled employee named Andrew Andy Scaletones. He was fingered by Gerald Turin, owner of the store. Scaletones. Doesn't sound familiar. Okay, listen. Tureen told police that he and Scaletones had a confrontation a few weeks earlier, which led Tureen to suspect that Scaletones was responsible for the robbery. Eh, sounds pretty flimsy to me. Yeah, to the police, too, I guess. Listen, Tureen admitted to having no solid evidence against Scaletones. Scaletones has been released... No trace of the jewels have been found. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, look, Liz, all this is very nice and stuff, but I'm really not interested. Uh Uh-huh. Well, maybe this will interest you, Lucille. Scale Tones is not talking, but his acquaintances describe him as a lizard who has never been in trouble. It's hard to believe that Andy could or would do something like that, said fellow store employee James Annoli. What? James Anoli? Huh?
2: But that's, that's grandpa. grandpa! When Liz and Lucille found out that Grandpa Anoli was there at the biggest crime in the town's history, they raced to the old lizard's farm as fast as they could.
1: You actually knew Andy tones, grandpa? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah. Wow. Pretty well in fact. Uh, Gerald Terrain, too.
1: Why didn't you ever tell us about this before? Yeah.
3: Well, I, uh, I don't recall it ever coming up in conversation. <gasps>
1: well, it's coming up now. Come on, tell us. Yeah.
3: <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, uh, Andy and Gerald and I all went to school together. Andy and I palled around together sometimes, but, uh, well, he was a bit of a target, especially for Gerald. Why? An age-old story. Gerald was rich, and Andy was poor. Hey, Scaletoads, how does it feel to have no money? Hey, Toreen, how does it feel to have no personality or brains? I've got brains enough to know that you'll never be anything more than poor. Gerald, as the heir of the wealthiest family in town, was a first-rate snob. And he delighted in making Andy's life miserable and getting him into as much trouble as possible. Teacher! Would you tell Andy to stop looking at my test? I wasn't looking at your test. Cheating and lying, Andy. Hey, where are my clothes? You know, you really shouldn't leave your gym locker open, Andy. Give them back, Gerald. You want them? You'll have to climb the flagpole to get them. Let me out of here! Why? I thought you'd like it inside there with all your... Pirate books. (laughs) (laughs) Pirate books? Yeah. Andy was always reading. He loved adventure stories, especially about pirates. That's cool. Yeah, That was another reason Gerald picked on him. Gerald never read anything.
1: (laughs) Wow, sounds like the kids of your day were just as mean as the kids are today.
3: Yeah. Well, when it comes to bad behavior, nothing much ever changes.
1: Look, never mind about all that. Get to the robbery. What happened next?
3: (laughs) Well, after high school graduation, Andy went to work for his father at their little shoe store. Andy's mother had died several years earlier, and he had no brothers and sisters. But Andy's father lost the business when he couldn't make the mortgage payment on the store. And... Well, the bank foreclosed on him.
1: Oh. Let me guess, the bank was also owned by the Tureen family?
3: Yep, oh. which didn't do much to improve relations between mm-hmm. Andy and Gerald. <laughs> no. Andy's father had a nervous breakdown from the incident. Andy had to work to support himself and his dad. Unfortunately, the Terrain's pretty much owned the town.
1: So Andy had to go to work for the Terrain family?
3: Yep. He took a job at Terrain's Jewelers as a stock clerk slash salesman slash janitor, which he practically had to beg for. Ah. And, of course, Gerald, who ran the store, continued to make Andy's life miserable. Well,
1: you worked at the store, Grandpa. Did he treat you mean, too?
3: Well, the paper got that bit wrong. I wasn't technically an employee of the store. I had a delivery service going and made occasional deliveries for terrains and other places. But I was at the store enough to see firsthand Gerald's cruelty to Andy.
1: But what about the robbery?
3: I'm getting to it. Now, one day I arrived just in time to witness a near knockdown drag out between Gerald and Andy. It was payday, and Gerald shorted Andy on his paycheck. After work, I went back to the employee's room to see how he was doing. He was seething. I'm gonna get him... I don't know how or when, but I'm going to get him. Calm down, Andy. (sighs) Take it easy. I've had to put up with him for as long as I can remember, James. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. I know, I know. I'd love it if the the jewelry store was cleaned out so he'd know what it was like to lose everything. Well, nothing more came of the argument or our conversation. But a month later, the jewelry store was robbed. (laughs) Cleaned out entirely, just like Andy said. Naturally, Gerald behaved just like Gerald always behaved.
2: Andy's Scaletones did it.
3: But, just like the newspaper said, they didn't have enough evidence to hold Andy, so no charges were filed. The store did close. A few days later, Andy's dad took a turn for the worse. He died in the hospital the following week, and about a month after that, Andy left town.
1: But, Grandpa... <laughs> It sounds like Andy did do it.
3: Yeah. It looked pretty suspicious for a while. They dusted the place for prints, and of course, Andy's were everywhere, as were Gerald's, the other employees, the customers, and <laughs> even mine. So prints were worthless. And that meant they had to fall back on a motive.
1: Which led them and leads us. Right back to Andy.
3: Mm-hmm, pretty much.
1: Grandpa, I know what you said in the article, but do you think it's possible that Andy did do it?
3: Mm, anything is possible, Lucille. But though the evidence may point that way, remember Andy really needed that job. His father was sick.
1: But he died.
3: Yes. After the robbery and after the store closed down.
1: But but what about Andy wanting to get revenge?
3: Mm, I think he was just blowing off steam. Haven't you ever said things in the heat of the moment you didn't mean?
1: Yeah.
3: You also have to remember that Andy wanted to get out and see the world.
1: Oh, probably because of all those adventure books and pirate stories. Mm -hmm,
3: Probably. Could also be because he wanted to get away from Gerald and the terrain family. Oh, yeah. I just know that he wanted to leave. Only his father kept him here. So to answer your question, Lucille, I, I really don't know if Andy did it. What's more, we may never know. Why? I got word about ten years ago that Andy had died. And about five years ago, Gerald passed on as well.
1: And their side to the story with them.
2: More intrigued than ever, Liz and Lucille headed back to the newspaper to do more research.
1: I want to go through the newspaper archives. There have got to be more articles about the jewel robbery. Oh, there are.
2: Many more. A man was standing at Lucille's desk.
0: I've already looked through them.
2: Oh, my
1: goodness. Who are you?
0: I'm here to clear the name of Andy Scaletones once and for all.
1: Why? Who was he to you? Liz, can't you see? Look at the resemblance to Andy's picture in the paper. Oh, wow. Then you must be...
0: My name is Robert Scaletones. Andy Scaletones was my father. Wow.
1: Wow!
0: You're Lucille Monitor? Yes. Your editor told me I'd find you here. He said you were writing about my father.
1: I might be. Well,
0: like I said, I'm here to clear his name.
1: The police never officially accused your father.
0: No, but Gerald Tureen did, and he never officially recanted his accusation. I'm out to lay the matter to rest with Gerald, and the rest of the town as well.
1: And how are you planning to do that?
0: I'm sorry, who are
1: you? Liz Rardo Lacerda, private detective. This is my goofy friend, Liz. Hey.
0: Well, Liz, I'm going to do it by proving that my father didn't commit the robbery.
1: And how are you going to do that?
0: By proving that Gerald Tureen committed to rob
1: What? Gerald? Why would Gerald Turin rob his own store? Yeah, he already had the jewels. Yeah.
0: I believe it was revenge, not jewels, that Gerald was after. Before my dad died, he told me that Gerald hated his father and that he was witness to several heated arguments between the two of them. I think Gerald wanted to hurt his father by losing the
1: store. No offense, but that's what Grandpa said that Andy wanted to do. Well,
0: my father may have wanted to do it, but I believe that Gerald actually did it.
1: But how would that hurt Gerald's father?
0: Uh, You mean the loss of thousands of dollars worth of jewels?
1: Oh, uh... Yeah, well, I I guess that would hurt. Do you have proof of any of this?
0: I believe proof exists.
1: Where? And what?
0: The where is in the time capsule.
1: The time capsule? All those jewels wouldn't fit in there.
0: I didn't say he put the jewels in the time capsule.
1: Then what did he put in there?
0: The night before the ceremony, dedicating the time capsule, my father saw Gerald Tureen in his office writing something. When Gerald got up and went to the bathroom, my father sneaked up to the desk and read what Gerald was writing. It was a full confession, along with what looked like a map showing where he had buried the jewels. Then, while the ceremony was going on, he saw Gerald slip an envelope with the letter into the capsule.
1: I still don't get it. If Andy knew all this, why didn't he come forward and say something?
0: The Tureens controlled everything. No one would believe a poor kid from the wrong side of the tracks over the son of the wealthiest and most influential man in town.
1: So, why didn't Andy go and dig up the jewels?
0: My father only got a glimpse of the map, nothing more. It wasn't enough to show him the exact location, and... And what? And he knew that Gerald was hurting himself.
1: But why would Gerald write a confession and put it in the time capsule?
0: That I don't know. Guilty conscience, maybe?
1: So what exactly do you
0: want? Nothing. Except to make sure that the newspaper knows the situation and will publish the story after the time capsule is open tomorrow.
1: No problem there. Believe me, if the letter is in the time capsule like you say it is, then I'm sure the paper will publish the story.
0: Will you write it? I'd like you to.
1: That's up to my editor, but why me?
0: Because you won't color the truth.
1: Like I said, that's up to my editor, but thank you for the compliment.
0: I'll see you both at the ceremony tomorrow.
1: That was very strange. Yeah. There are still a lot of unanswered questions. Well, of course, there are unanswered questions, Lucille. That's what makes it a mystery. But maybe those questions will be answered tomorrow when the time capsule is opened.
2: The next day dawned bright and gorgeous. Everyone had a great time at the ceremony. Then came the time for the opening of the time capsule. Liz, Lucille, Robert, and Grandpa all watched closely.
3: (laughs) This is it. It's so
2: exciting. My heart is pounding. Well, it should. We're about to solve a 50-year-old crime.
3: And your father's about to have his name cleared, Robert. (laughs) Yeah, cleared.
2: The mayor pulled out the items one by one. A 50-year-old suit of clothes, some 50-year-old games, a layout of the town from 50 years ago, tons of photographs, the dedication papers, and many other historic items along with several official-looking documents.
1: Where is it? It's got to be next.
2: But it wasn't. The mayor simply concluded the ceremony. Liz, Lucille, Robert, and Grandpa rushed to the capsule, but when they looked inside... It's empty. It can't
1: be. But it is. No envelope. No map.
0: Nothing.
2: Liz, Lucille, Grandpa, and Robert couldn't believe their eyes. Robert's proof of his father's innocence wasn't there. The time capsule simply sat silent next to the big, dark, empty hole where it was dug up.
3: Careful. uh, Don't fall in. I'm
1: so sorry, Robert.
3: Oh, don't
0: be. Uh, I should be the one apologizing for taking up your time.
1: It was no bother.
0: Listen, I'd appreciate it if you didn't say anything or write anything about this. But... Thank you.
2: Back at Grandpa's farm that evening, the old lizard Lucille and Liz talked about the surprising events of the day.
1: I still think there's something very fishy about how Robert just showed up the way he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was so sure that the time capsule would clear his father. His story just had too many holes in it. Did he seem very upset to you guys when we didn't find Gerald's supposed letter, I mean? Hmm.
3: More embarrassed than upset. Yeah,
1: I know. If I found out that my father had lied to me like that, I think I'd be a whole lot more upset.
3: Mm, Not to mention the fact that his family name will still be linked to the robbery.
1: Oh, the robbery's what I'm disappointed about. Mm. The mystery of the Great Terene Jewel Heist will remain unsolved. And I lost out on an article. Mm, Maybe
3: you should write all this up anyway, Lucille. It could be a nice adventure mystery like uh, Andy used to read. Yeah.
1: You know, anyone who reads pirate stories can't be all bad.
3: Hey, that's it. What? Maybe pirates came and robbed the jewelry store. Hurry <laughs> 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 Hey,
1: wait. P- pirates. Hmm? Pirates, that's it. Well, what? Well, what's it? What are you talking about? I just remembered something from one of the pirate stories that I've read. And if Andy read the same story... Oh, it might just mean that I've solved the case. Hmm?
2: Come on! Where are we going? Back to the town square. Back at the town square, it was dark and deserted. There was no noise, except for a muffled shovel biting into the dirt. Then...
0: (laughs) Ha! Yes, that's it. Come to Papa.
1: Find what you were looking for, Mr. Scaleton. What?
0: Oh, it's you. What are you doing
1: here? Oh, I was just curious. I've never seen a whole bunch of jewels up close before. I was wondering if you'd oblige and show me the ones you just dug up.
0: Well, yes. <laughs> uh, your
1: father was pretty clever. He cleaned out the store just like he told Grandpa he wanted to. But he had a problem. If he ran with the jewels, they'd just track him down. He needed a good place to hide the jewels quickly until things calmed down and the police stopped looking for them. And he found one the hole for the time capsule. It was perfect. The hole was already dug. All he had to do was dig a little deeper and bury them under the time capsule. And the place would certainly be well marked. He would just go back five or six months later and dig them up. But he couldn't, could he?
0: No, before he could do it, the blasted town had the capsule and the square paved over with concrete. Yeah,
1: there was no way your father could dig that up without creating suspicion. So he said nothing, and the crime remained unsolved. But then he told you about it before he died, didn't he? Guilty conscience?
0: Yes. On his deathbed, he told me the whole story. He wanted me to tell the town where the jewels were buried.
1: But when you heard that the time capsule was to be unearthed, you saw an opportunity for yourself.
0: That's right. I decided to come to town, wait until the capsule had been dug up, and then later, when no one was around, get the jewels for myself.
1: Like I said, very clever.
0: How did you figure it out? <laughs>
1: Pirate stories. What? Your dad and I read the same pirate stories. We especially liked the one about Grayscales the pirate. See, Grayscales used to thwart potential robbers of his buried treasure by burying 10% of it 10 feet down, and the rest of it 20 feet down. Anyone coming across Grayscales' maps and digging up his treasure would get to the 10% and think he'd gotten all of it. Only Grayscales knew that the bulk of the treasure was further down.
0: Very good. It's also fortunate that you're only a boy. It'll make my getaway so much easier.
1: Well, that might be true. What? If I was alone. But he's not alone.
0: <laughs> not at all. Not by a long shot. Sheriff! No! No! These jewels should be mine. Payback for the way Gerald Tureen treated my father all those years. Sorry,
3: Mr. Scale-tones. The jewels belong to the descendants of the Tureen family. They all live abroad now, but they're sure to be happy about the valuables' recovery. The lousy terrains are going to get the best of my family again! I'm not so sure about that. What do you mean? I had a talk with the mayor earlier today. Gerald may not have put anything in the time capsule, but his father did. A confession of his own. Confession?
1: Uh Uh-huh. See, Grandpa and Andy were right. Gerald didn't get along with his father. But the reason was that Gerald knew his father had written the confession and was planning to have it published upon his death. Well, maybe confession isn't the right word. It was more like a family history, where he admitted that the Tureens owned so much of the town because they swindled it from everybody.
3: Gerald convinced his father to put the confession in the time capsule instead of publishing it. Gerald didn't want the scandal or the inevitable lawsuits that would have resulted from the people they'd swindled, including your grandfather. My grandfather? Mm -hmm.
1: Included in the history is the fact that Gerald actually stole the mortgage payment from your grandfather and conveniently lost the record. Which is why he couldn't make the payment, and why your grandfather lost the business. This is
3: amazing. Yeah, so even though the Tureens might be happy about getting their jewels back, I don't think they'll be happy for very long.
2: A few days passed. Lucille's article about the robbery and the 50th anniversary celebration came out in the newspaper. She and Liz delivered a copy to Grandpa out at the farm.
3: (laughs) Good article, Lucille. You're getting to be quite a writer and reporter. And Liz, that was a nice bit of sleuthing and helping to solve the crime. I'd say both of you deserve the awards the mayor's going to give you.
1: Thanks, Thanks, Uh, (laughs) Captain. And I guess Robert is going to get some satisfaction by suing the Tureens. Yeah, along with the descendants of several other families swindled by them. Yeah.
3: Well, the whole thing makes me sad.
1: What, that we solved the crime? No.
3: It makes me sad that we live in such a corrupt and fallen world that makes all this possible. I mean, look at what we have here. Gerald's cruelty, Andy's hatred and revenge, oh. Robert's greed. It just reminds me all the more why the world needs Jesus.
2: Proverbs 15:27 says, Anyone who always wants more brings trouble to his family. We've sure heard a good example of that in today's story. While it's exciting to solve mysteries and crimes, like Grandpa said, it's a shame that things like greed Always wanting more, and revenge, wanting to get back at someone, make those crimes happen in the first place. It's so much better to give your life to Jesus and let Him guide you in everything you do.